Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. We are talking about minerals. Minerals, minerals, minerals. They are your friend. And I ask myself over and over again, why are the doctors not checking this out more? Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right. Well, hello, my lovely friends. We are talking about the importance of minerals and how this can really dictate much more about ourselves than we realize. So as I'm working with clients, a lot of times... <laughs> I don't know, I might know a little bit about their medical history, but I don't know things about their day-to-day life. If they've told me they have anxiety, I might know that, um, but whether they are quick to anger, a lot of times they don't tell me little things like that. They don't tell me that, <laughs> I don't know, just random stuff, and and I'll, I'll share little pieces because oftentimes you don't realize how much this is really playing a role in who you are and how it's affecting you. And so one of the big things that we do in the Hansen Method, and in all honesty, (laughs) you will see a lot of thyroid practitioners use mineral testing with their clients. Now, mineral testing is, in my opinion, super important. But the other thing about it is it gives us so much data and information what that we just wouldn't have otherwise. So one of the things that it tells us is it tells us how your metabolism is, whether you're a fast oxidizer, whether you're a slow oxidizer, whether you do better with higher protein or lower protein or more fat or less fat or whatever. That's why you may have a friend who has done keto and had incredible results. And then you're over there in the corner and you're like, yeah, I did everything that person did and I gained weight or (laughs) whatever, right? Like this information is just so important so that you know how to better support your body and your metabolism. So let me give you um, an example. So if you are a slow oxidizer, then what we're going what you're going to experience is you're going to experience fatigue. You're going to need to sleep longer at night than maybe your husband or a friend. 
Um, you're still going to wake up feeling tired or groggy. You're going to need caffeine or sugar or chocolate um, to help increase the energy, especially that mid-morning or that mid-afternoon. You're going to have cold extremities. You're going to have more constipation or diarrhea or hypoglycemia where it's like, oh my gosh, I just got to eat right now. And you get that like hangry. You might experience asthma or thyroid. Hello, thyroid. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a low thyroid or diabetes. You might also have a history of viral infections like Epstein-Barr or yeast infections or fungal infections. You're also going to tend to be a perfectionist and a project manager. <laughs> You're also, um, this slow metabolism, it can also lead to that emotional shutdown or that withdrawal. So for me, <laughs> when I'm stressed out, when I'm overwhelmed, like I just want to like, I don't want, this is so embarrassing. It feels very vulnerable to say, I don't want to be around other people. I want to kind of isolate. I will, but I, I, I don't want to be. If I can go wash my face, if I can brush my teeth or something rather than being around my kids or my family, guess what? Like I'm going to do that if I can choose that. And it's, it's almost like I have to force myself to get out of my shell and go be a part of that. Even though I love community, I love my kids, I love my family, but sometimes it just feels like too much. Okay. A lot of auto autoimmune conditions also comes from this. And so it's really important, important that we learn to say no. And I know I've talked about this on other podcasts before, but one of the things that I started to do and implement was I, I have a really hard time saying no. And I would just say, yes, yes, yes. And I, you know what, here's a secret. I did it today. <laughs> my kids have an event down at the school. I signed up to help all of them. And then I look at my calendar and it's like, I have coaching calls. I have client calls. I have all of these other things. Oh, and by the way, I'm feeding like 15 to 20 people <laughs> for dinner tonight. And I was like, why did I do that to myself? Thankfully, it all worked out. My husband was able to step in for part of the day and we kind of tag teamed. But one of the things that I have to do and helps me, and I didn't do this to, <laughs> for today. So again, lesson learned and and a reminder that sometimes we have to go back and revisit things. Um, but I would say things like, let me check my calendar. Oh, I would love to do that. Let me check my calendar. Or, you know what? I know I have something going on that day. I can't feed you know, people from church or whatever, you know, bring in a meal for them on Wednesday, but I can do it on Friday, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying no, I am just setting those good, healthy boundaries for myself. So other things with the slow metabolism, actually, we're not going to go into that. I want to um, maybe share Let's think. I, I'm going to do this a little bit different. So typically what I see is slow oxidizers um, to begin with. And then we work on it and we, we get back into a state of homeostasis and my clients do better. So I'm not going to go into a fast oxidizer. I was going to do that. I've decided not to because I want to keep it more, more about minerals um, for today. If you guys love this episode, 
come tell me on Instagram and I'll talk about a fast oxidizer on another one and we can dive in depth on that. But today we're going to be talking about um, mineral ratios. Now this is super, super important. And to be honest, this is not something that I feel like I fully understood until several courses (laughs) of information. Obviously we know that nutrients and minerals is really important. We get caught up in this macros, right? Protein, carbs, fat. Um, and that is all really, really good and important, but we forget these micronutrients. We forget the vitamins and minerals, the omega fatty acids, the antioxidants. All of those things are more important, in my opinion, <laughs> and more critical to our overall health and wellness. So the best way to test for this is through a hair trace mineral analysis. So we use your hair, we look at how, um, well, the lab, I, the lab sends me the report and I look at the report. Um, but we look at these different nutrients and these different minerals, and that tells us what is being absorbed and absorbed and utilized in the body. Okay. So the first one that I look at is calcium to phosphorus ratio. This is your autonomic balance inside of your body. So calcium to potassium is that sympathetic or that parasympathetic system. Whether So sympathetic is that fight or flight and parasympathetic is that rest and digest. So the, this is also lends to the metabolic state that our body is in. Calcium is in control of that parasympathetic branch and phosphorus is in control of that sympathetic. So if the if phosphorus is too high, then you're going to be in fight or flight. Okay? Your nervous system is going to be at like vibrating, like you're going to just be on that high alert all the time. And we get into that that stressful state. <laughs> Your body thinks that you are being attacked by a bear all the time. It is, and our body can't tell if it's really being chased and attacked by a bear or if it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills or, oh my gosh, someone just almost hit me. Like our, our brain cannot tell the difference. It just knows, oh my gosh, stress, ah, freak out. Okay. So that parasympathetic, the rest and digest part is where you're going to feel calm and relaxed and nourished and rested and and nurturing. And you're going to be in that anabolic state. So the sympathetic, you're going to be in a catabolic state. And this is one of the things that I have to explain to my clients all the time. They're like, what does that mean? So catabolic is where your body is breaking down. It's breaking down muscle. It's breaking down tissues. It's breaking down bones and minerals and it's it's just breaking down and this is why you're like I just feel like garbage like I just feel someone said to me the other day in messenger they said I feel like a shell of a person and I was like oh like it hit me so hard and I was like I know what's wrong with you (laughs) um and unfortunately I, I I can't coach that individual person without having full medical history, right? Like I wish I could. And that is probably one of the hardest things is because people tell me things and I'm like, let me help you. 
Like, I know, I know what to do. I know how to help you. I've been there. I've done this. I've worked with hundreds, hundreds of women who have been dealing with this. And I was like, it's, it's your calcium to phosphorus ratio. That's why you feel like that shell of a person. Okay. Sorry. Rant over. (laughs) Going back to the parasympathetic where you're in that rest or digest. This is where your, the body balances between these two systems and the minerals associated with this. So animals are actually really, really good at this. So healthy dogs and cats, they can run fast and fight really hard, but they are also equally as comfortable spending time taking a nap. Humans, us humans, however, have difficulty balancing this autonomic system. So many of us are compulsively compulsively in that fight or run stage all the time and others are in the give up mode I don't want any do I don't I don't care do whatever you want how many how many of you have said that <laughs> I'm totally guilty over here where it's like I just I just can't fight anymore um I had a conversation with my brother this last week and I was just feeling like really run down. I had a lot on my plate and I was really stressed out about a lot of things. And I was taking time for myself. I was in the bathtub. My brother called me and he's going through a really hard time too. And I, he said something and I was, I hate the word triggered, but I was kind of triggered by it. And I was like, listen, I, I am not in a place to fight you. right now. Like I just, I just can't argue with you. If that's what you want to believe and that's what you want to think and feel, then, then great. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And this is really important for us to understand and is closely related to the adrenals and the thyroid glands because we fluctuate between being in that sympathetic and that parasympathetic. But genetically, we tend to be more dominant on one side or the other. This, Because of this, the autonomic balance includes chemical imbalances one is born with. Okay, so diet can affect it. Using stimulants can affect this. Negative thinking, structural imbalances, physical and emotional trauma, and and being exposed to toxic metals and chemicals can also affect the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, which is going to regulate all of these hormones. So when I am working with my clients, this is one of the big ratios that I see as being off. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients, um, so optimal levels is 2.6 and she's at a 3.8. And so that means she's in that parasympathetic stage, um, too much, right? She's too much in the, like, I just want to give up. (laughs) Um, I don't want to fight kind of deal. So she is, her metabolism is slowed. She's carrying more weight around her hips and her thighs and her butt. And she's just, she's had a lot going on with her kids. And so it makes sense, right? The second ratio that I want to talk about is sodium to potassium. And this is another one that I actually see out of balance a lot. And this is our stress ratio. So sodium and potassium ratio is one of the most important ratios 
um, to evaluate because when we look at both of those, it's going to control movement in and out of every cell in the body and every cell membrane in the body. So if potassium is low, what's going to happen to your thyroid hormone? This means that you could have thyroid hormone, like let's say you're taking thyroid medication, you could have thyroid medication free floating in the blood, but if your sodium to potassium ratio is off, your body is not going to be able to absorb and utilize the thyroid hormones properly. So nothing can exit and nothing can get into the cells without sodium and potassium. This ratio tells us about the potential of the cells, the kidney, the liver, the adrenal function. And sodium is also linked to aldosterone and potassium is linked to um, cortisone. So this is something that we need to keep in mind as well, because this is also going to dictate how we're breaking down and metabolizing and utilizing food and how we're dealing with stress. Okay. So the third hormone is calcium to potassium. This one, ladies, lean in. (laughs) This is how, this is your thyroid ratio. This is how I know you truly have a thyroid imbalance or not. And let me tell you, I have worked with hundreds of women and every once in a while someone comes in and I'm like, my friend, you're on thyroid medication and you don't really have a thyroid issue. (laughs) So we want to be looking at this ratio. So let me give you another example. I had a client come in. So optimal levels are 4.2. Okay. Um, this client of mine has multiple autoimmune conditions. She has ulcerative colitis um, and Hashimoto's. And her levels for the sodium to potassium ranked at 40, 44. Remember, optimal is 4.2. So she's way, way, way high. So the thyroid gland, as many of you guys know, helps to regulate your metabolism in your body. The thyroid hormone controls calcium in the body. This is also why we see down the road osteoporosis, osteopenia, um, other imbalances with calcium because it starts to pull from the muscles and the tissues, um, the calcium. Okay. So the higher the calcium and the, the lower the thyroid gland activity is going to be. So for this client, her calcium is super high. Potassium is super, super low. That's why she's ranking there. And this is why one of her goals is getting off thyroid medication, but we're not there yet because this ratio is too far off. So when the thyroid ratio is abnormal, the efficiency of energy production in the body, it decreases. So it's like an engine that is getting turned up too slow or too fast. And an HTMA result doesn't always correlate with blood tests, okay? Because the HTMA is a tissue test. Often blood tests will be normal, but the hair analysis will indicate an impaired thyroid function or activity. So this is why 
I, and this happened to me, (laughs) this is why I turned to nutrition, turned to lifestyle, because this is something that I could control and support my body in when none of the other doctors or nobody else would help me because I was being told that everything was normal and I knew that I was not normal. All right, the next one, and I lost count (laughs) of, I think this is number five, um, Okay, so ratios number five or six, maybe, um, is zinc to copper. So this one is your hormone and energy regulation ratio, okay? So zinc to copper ratio is much more of an effective method of evaluating zinc and copper levels, considering either zinc or copper levels alone. So zinc and copper actually need this nice, really delicate balance. And so we want to be looking at them in a ratio. The ratio can be indicative of copper deficiency or copper being unavailable to the body. So sometimes what I see when testing clients is they might have copper toxicity and it doesn't show up on the first test. Okay. Um, for me personally, I had um, the copper IUD. Many of you guys know, if you've been around for a while, I had the copper IUD taken out and within a month, da, 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 I got pregnant. (laughs) Um, which was a shock. We thought we were, I don't know, being careful, but (laughs) apparently not. Um, zinc also correlates with progesterone in women and testosterone in men. So while copper roughly correlates with estrogen in men and, and it also correlates with estrogen in men and women. So when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at, Hey, um, what, what are your hormones also doing? So for me, because my copper is so high or has been so high, my progesterone has been really low. So that has made it difficult for me to lose weight postpartum. It's made it difficult for me to feel energized, um, all of these different things. And so I actually recently started um, supporting my body in its ability to balance out with the with the progesterone. So keeping that in mind, we want to have a really nice balance in that. Um, if you have a high cholesterol, if you have skin issues, if you have female issues, meaning like heavy periods, painful, um, breast tenderness, um, cramping that your zinc to copper ratio may be off. Now, again, typically women have a lot of this, um, because, we get excess copper in things like birth control and medications and even thyroid medications lead to higher amounts of copper. So, yay. (laughs) Okay, the next one is sodium to magnesium. This is our adrenal health ratio. So aldosterone is a mineral corticoid adrenal hormone. Super fancy word. It regulates the retention of sodium in the body. So in general, the higher sodium levels and the higher aldosterone levels inside the body. So this this ratio is really measuring the energy output. 
because the adrenal glands are a major regulator along with the thyroid for our metabolic rate. And this is also super interesting. I work with a ton of menopausal and perimenopausal women and they're like, man, as soon as I started going through menopause, things got worse. Or as soon as I got started going through perimenopause, I was diagnosed with thyroid and I was diagnosed with all of these other things. This is why, ladies, because when you go through menopause, all of these hormones then go over to the adrenal glands to regulate because it's no longer being reliant or dependent upon your ovary, your ovaries. Um, I almost said something else, (laughs) ovarian cysts. I was talking to someone just a little bit earlier about PCOS. So anyways, okay, so the ratio in this, these tissues is, um, will often, again, not match your blood test for adrenal hormones. Usually the blood test will be normal, but the tissue, the hair tissue mineral analysis will show some abnormal adrenal functions. However, um, they often tend to kind of correlate. We can see some correlation with the hair analysis. This next ratio we're going to talk about is one that I also see off when it comes to like thyroid and the women that I work with, and that is calcium to magnesium ratio. That is, when I look at those levels, I'm looking at blood sugar. So if you are having insulin resistance, if you are um, pre-diabetic, if you are type 2 diabetes, this is one that I know is going to come off. Or if you tell me, oh my gosh, I'm having all of these sugar cravings and I can't get them under control. Um, I've got weight that I can't lose. I know that most likely calcium to magnesium is going to be off. This is why around our menstrual cycle, you might crave more chocolate because your body is looking for that magnesium. So calcium is required for the release of insulin to the pancreas and magnesium is necessary for both the action of insulin and the manufacturing of insulin. So for me personally, when I was really struggling several years ago, one of the supplements that the the biological doctor that I was working with put me on was magnesium and I noticed a big change in my overall sugar cravings. It helped me with food and and all of those different things. Um, however, over time, magnesium has become unavailable to my body. So my body wasn't utilizing it properly. And so I had to once again make some adjustments. All right. Now... <laughs> The next one we're going to talk about is iron to copper. This one is our infection indicator ratio. So if you've had Epstein-Barr, if you've had um, other viral or bacterial infections, this is, this may be off. This may be low. Um, In this, uh, and again, this is one that iron may show quote unquote normal in your blood labs, or it may be high, or you may be anemic. Um, But we want to see that ratio and 
see how how you do um, with those ones as well. Okay, the next one, this is the last one we're going to talk about is copper to molybdenum. Um, this one is a copper imbalance ratio. So copper to molybdenum is really important marker for us to look at. If copper to molybdenum is is low, this is going to indicate that imbalance with copper. It's going to be indicative of being a slow oxidizer, meaning your metabolism metabolism is going to be low. And so again, we we're going to want to support the body and support the nutrients and the minerals properly so that you can you can feel better. Um, copper, when it is low or out of balance, what's going to happen is you're going to have anemia. You're going to probably be iron deficient. You're going to have inflammatory um, diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or arthritis. You could have bacterial things. You could have celiac disease or hypertension, um, emotional disturbances, and insomnia. So this is one that you're going to want to definitely pay attention to. If you guys are, if you guys liked today's episode, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram, Thriving Thyroid. Come check us out and let's chat. Let's have a conversation. I will see you guys on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.